0: hi i'm michelle brooks welcome to endo matters this is a podcast that helps women with endometriosis get in control of their condition no longer letting it control them i'll be asking you the listener what help you would like and giving you tips on how you can live a better life with endo after all endo does matter Hello listeners and welcome to this month's episode of Endo Matters. Tonight I've got on a very special guest, someone that I know personally. She works in my local area as a yoga teacher. And the reason I've asked Helen on this evening is because she's got a very special niche. She works with predominantly women and in particular she has qualifications in working with women in yoga through menopause. So she helps them through various symptoms of menopause. Whether that be through actual yoga practice, meditation, or just general self care. So, hello, Helen. How are you tonight?
1: Hello, I'm good. Thank you for having
0: me. Absolute pleasure. So lovely to have you here. So, Helen, I know that you've not always worked in um, in yoga. You did a corporate job before. So, tell us how you actually got into yoga in the first place.
1: Um, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I've worked in I worked in corporate job pretty much from from uni. Um always done yoga well since I was about 17, 18, sort of on and off. It's sort of always been there. Um, and then in my in my late 20s, just it became a bigger and bigger part of my own self-care routine. Um, I suffer from quite high anxiety and was definitely suffering from major anxieties with a, a very high-pressured marketing job. Um and then I had the opportunity to go and do a year with a wonderful yoga teacher. And it was it was basically just a year learning the in-depth of it. It wasn't teacher training. It was just, you know, something a little bit more detailed. Um, and then after that year, um, I was just totally hooked, totally immersed. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to share the power of yoga with people. It had transformed my life so dramatically. It had made me happier stronger physically and mentally um it make yeah, me less like de- angry
0: that definitely shows because if like you just said to me that you're somebody that suffers with anxiety I like the way you come across to other people is just like this very chilled character so <laughs> that's uh, that that is a massive transformation then isn't it
1: yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I still do get anxiety, um, especially now I'm a mum. But I have the toolkit to deal with it. So um, it doesn't affect me quite as much as it used to.
0: Yeah. So obviously, you've gone into like niching down into helping women women with menopause. So what kind of specific qualifications did you have to do for that? And why did you choose to do
1: that specifically? Um, so I'm qualified through the British Wheel of Yoga um, and they um, offer lots of different add-on courses um, and one of the ones that came up last year was this um, menopause, um, um, it's, it's called Menopause Yoga um, and I'm an accredited teacher and it was offered through a lovely, lovely teacher called Petra she is just wonderful um like she's yoga teacher goals for me she's very zen she's fabulous looking um she's so knowledgeable and um I'd sort of heard about her on the grapevine for for quite a while and it came up and I just thought yeah um we've got I've just got to do that and they offered it online when they usually offer it down in London but obviously with Covid and everything Um, They decided to take the training online and I was like, yes, now I can do it. So I just jumped at the opportunity. Um, A lot of my members at the studio were women going through perimenopause and menopause. I was seeing a lot of the same kind of symptoms, a lot of the same issues. And I really wanted to be in a position to help them Um, and being... Nearly 40 myself. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> I knew I was heading in that direction. My mum went through menopause very, very early. Um, she breezed through it, apparently. It's not quite how I remember it. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make sure I was very aware of how I was going to go through it. And then just, again, have that little toolkit of extra stuff to help me if um if i did get you know some of the symptoms yeah. that i know my mom got which was you know very high anxiety lots of mixed emotions
0: yeah they say don't you to,
1: to look to your
0: um, mother or other female members of your family to see how um, the pattern would be for yourselves and generally that would follow suit wouldn't it That women who yeah. have mothers that went yeah. through would
1: go through it kind of the same yeah, you know, it's not it's not always, but as a general rule of thumb, it's it gives you a good indication of of what you might go through physically. Um, and obviously, everybody deals with things differently. But if if yeah. some if your mother or people, women in your family have gone through it early, the chances are you you probably will do yeah. as well. Well, that's fantastic that you've
0: kind of looked to your members and seen what they would actually need um, in terms of um, you know extra courses you could do to help them along the way and I think that's really important I know that for myself obviously I have endometriosis that's the reason why I went into the niche I did but I definitely was seeing a lot more women I mean one in ten women with in the UK have endo so it was for me like I I found that it was something I really wanted to do because it would help my clients you know in in a great way yeah so yeah I think it's really important to do that in, in kind of listening to your audience isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and you know I had a lot of women coming in with frozen shoulder and I was wondering well, what on earth are all these women doing you know mm-hmm. if, if, is there a big tennis club near us like <laughs> yeah. what what is going on and then when I found out that actually frozen shoulder is a big um, indicator of perimenopause I'm like oh okay this all makes really, sense now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of things do you teach women at this stage of life then through what you do
1: so a huge part of um of the menopause yoga is we set it up in a circle so i mean most people have heard about women's circles um so we we're always in circle it's um it's all private i never sort of record anything um so we start with a a sharing circle which i think is almost the most powerful thing um, as you know, we we come together and they tell their stories. They share where they are, uh, what they're dealing with, and you instantly see a transformation as soon as people see their own stories reflected back from other people. Um, and that's that's just lovely. And I can I just sit back and let it happen. And they all mm-hmm. open up to each other, and we do that across the course, um, or if we spend a whole day together, you know, it just gets better and, and better. Um, and then we, we obviously move into using breath techniques to help with stress, um, which is obviously we'll a huge factor in menopause. Not just a, a symptom, but you know, stressful environments can make um, menopause symptoms much much worse. As with everything, really, stress makes everything worse, doesn't it? Totally. Um, so there's lots of different breathing techniques to help deal with stress, anxiety. Um, And also, you know, getting extra energy when you need it. Uh, Then we move into yoga flow. So the movement, which is very much built around uh, building strength and helping with bone density, Um, because as we go through menopause, you know, osteoporosis starts to possibly occur if we've not got strong bones so we, we we try and work on that we also work on mobility and flexibility um, as i mentioned you know frozen shoulder hip problems really common as we start to move through uh, menopause and, and estrogen um, starts to deplete um, and then we also use that movement for relaxation as well so we get into some lovely poses and child's pose um use the blankets bolsters cushions um, and get really snuggly so that they have little um, poses they can go to if they're just feeling super stressed and super anxious um, and they can just really unwind in those positions so on my four-week course we tend to cover all of those over the four weeks and um, which is great and they always enjoy a variety of of different postures and it's great because it's it's for everybody so even if people have never done yoga and uh, they think oh god no I'm not gonna be able to do it it's um it's really accessible
0: yeah I think it's what's great what you do there Helen is that um it's not just what the learning in your circle it's what they can take away then and use off the mats I always talk about like what you I, mm. I I train people, and a lot of the time it's a lot of functional movement, especially in women that are a little bit older. Functional movement so that they are learning how to lift things up correctly, and you know mm. use things in everyday life that are going to help them. Mobility exercises that are you know going to get them to you know use the joints correctly and not just like going out out on a like for instance a walk. For instance, you you need to mo- mm. mobilize the joints before you go out there and do that. And, and I think it's really important. Like what you're saying is that. They learn these techniques, especially like when you're talking about stress, that they learn these techniques that they can use not only in that moment in time, but outside of that time as well. So that the menopause symptoms that they're getting, like you said, maybe the anxiety is going to be helped by what they actually learn.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, we can all go to a yoga class and have a fabulous time and it feels really good. But if you then can't walk away and replicate some of that at home when you need it the most, yeah. Um, then you know it it doesn't really help you at all Um, so we we always break it down and I think it's very important so we've got positions that can help with hot flushes when you feel Mm. them coming on breath work to help cool you down Um, postures that will help you with brain fog so I always try to make sure they everybody understands what the postures are for when you can use them and also when not to use them
0: yeah. um,
1: you know things like downward facing dog when you're feeling hot flush coming on yeah. is not going to be a good idea <laughs> I'm possibly, yeah. um, so just making sure they know those things they can skip them even if they're in a regular class yeah. you know, just come down that's fine and they know why they're they are or they're not doing it That's amazing.
0: So um, what would your kind of top tips be to any woman that's just starting to get some menopause, perimenopausal symptoms?
1: I think my my first top tip is don't be disheartened. There's loads of information out there and not all of it is positive. (laughs) So, you know, you can start googling menopause and it feels like the world is crashing around you. Um, But in in menopause yoga, we very much focus on um, menopause being your second spring. So this is a Chinese medicine term, and um, it's really embracing the fact that you're moving into the next stage of your life, yeah. um, and you're moving into the the wise woman part of your life. I've read that um, so as well. I, think, I think that's a lovely way to put it, isn't it? it is isn't it you know you've you've gone through the um you know the earlier years the unsure the mistakes and this is really where you can come and see yourself and embrace yourself mm. um so i think that's that's what i always share very very early on is you know you might have got an idea in your head of what menopause is like and that's not very often positive yeah um so do try and seek out some information that can really help you um and there is lots out there, and you know we've we've got some on our website that Dr Louise Newson, who is you know the big menopause doctor, she's got some fabulous stuff um and even the menopause yoga official site um run by Petra, she's got some you know brilliant videos and PDFs and stuff that you can download so yeah go and try and seek out the positive stuff, I think yeah again, I think that's really
0: brilliant because women get to this stage of life and they start to feel like, oh, I'm looking old, I'm feeling fat, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling crap. And then if you kind of put that positive slant on it, that actually, you know, it's great to be at this stage of life, because as you say, you know, we've made all the mistakes, we've done everything that, you know, we were going to do and and fail at kind of thing. And now we're going to get into this part of life where we're going to be the one that people come
1: to for advice. Mm -hmm. And that's a very powerful place to be, isn't it? absolutely so powerful um and then I suppose my second my second tip would be to to use the time to really focus on yourself physically mentally emotionally um this is a really good reason to tune into you and often we've got to this point in our life where we've put ourselves second Mm. maybe third fourth and fifth if you've got children or people you look after um put yourself first you can be selfish yeah. if you if you think you're going through the perimenopause and you're getting symptoms be totally selfish <laughs> take some time for you you know go to the yoga class go have the massage go you know have hypnotherapy talk to people go you know seek out what you need um because there's there's no better reason to do it <laughs> so and my my third top tip would be Do go and see your GP, but don't have um, and don't be disheartened if they don't react the way you expect them to react. Um, Some GPs are fantastic and they have loads of info. Some GPs, not so much. And I'm hearing some very sad stories of women being turned away for being too young, not offered any help some of having HRT thrown at them when they don't really want to explore that just yet, you know, there's such a mixture of different stories out there. Um, if you're not happy with your first experience, push for a second, go and see somebody else, go and find a specialist, because that one experience does not define how you can be treated.
0: Absolutely. And I put a post out quite recently about endometriosis and not just taking the first opinion, if you're not happy with that opinion, then you've got the right to have a second, third, fourth, and fifth opinion if you so wish to. Everybody just in this yeah. country, I think, just kind of plays the um, yes game. And like, if the doctors told you that, then they just take it as the first instance. But if you're not really happy with it, then you know, do go back. Whatever it is that you're going through, whether it be menopause endometriosis or something else, you know, don't just take that first opinion as gospel go and find yeah. someone who is on your wavelength mm-hmm. and is willing to explore what you're wanting to explore. Because there's people out there that yeah. you will know, just research yourself and find that consultant, that doctor who may be able to help you in the way that you want the help.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's And it's sad that, you know, women's health is, is massively underfunded mm. and, and menopause is, it's not a requirement of GPs to learn about it. So... Um, you know, you might get a good experience. You might very well get a negative experience. Um, and go fully armed, I think. You know, download all the info. Yeah. Go with your ducks in a row. You know what you want to achieve. If you want to talk about HRT, go and do the research first. Mm. If you want to discuss um, other issues, you know, download the info, take it with you because then, you know, you've got it all there. You feel powerful and you're ready to go. And if obviously you don't get the experience you want, ask for another
0: one yeah and um, i know that on um, dr louise newson's app the balance app they like give you um like all these questions that you answer daily so that you get a picture of how um you know you are like mood um what you're eating all of these different things that you can kind of list down and then you can print it off and that information should give your doctor a good idea of where you're at so if you're having hot flushes like every other day or your anxiety is through the roof um, most of the time, or whatever it may be that's your pattern. The doctor will then be able to see that and actually know that you are starting with the perimenopause from the symptom symptoms that you're having.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great, and you know, and the more you know about yourself, and the more you can share with the doctor, the better equipped yeah. they will be to help you. So you
0: you've mentioned like this um, forum, I mean, you can go on that. Petra does all of these different things. Um, if you send me that link, I'll put pop it in the show notes. But yes, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. Is is there anything else that you have read or got some inspiration from that women can maybe have a look at?
1: Um, so I I'm a bit of a bookworm. Good. Um, I <laughs> I do love a good book. So I I've read the Meg Matthews a new hot menopause book. Yeah. If you want a good giggle mm-hmm. and you feel like it's all getting a bit heavy read that or, or even better actually listen to the audio book because she does read it herself <laughs> and it is hilarious and if me you you know you love the 90s okay. and all of the the it girls and the gallagher brothers she's got some great little snippets in there as well which can make you giggle um there's a really interesting book um called uh, my menopausal vagina I've, I've which i'm it, halfway yeah. through it's really, really good and a really good way of talking about the possibly more embarrassing elements of menopause. So she, you know, she talks about the the dryness, the uncomfortable sex, um, but things that can be really massive um, to your day to day life. You know, it sounds sounds simple, but actually it can be really horrific for some women. And there's not many places that you can feel free to talk about it, although in our circles nothing is barred we talk about everything (laughs) yeah it's
0: the same with my circles you know endometriosis brings up some weird and wonderful um embarrassing (laughs) stories and I think it's great you know like you've got a circle that you know you can come and talk about these things because often women think that they're alone with these embarrassing things but chances are there's Mm -hmm. um there's a hundred other women that are feeling exactly the same as you and it kind of makes you feel like you're not you're not on your own
1: yeah and you know we've got the best resources around us at our fingertips our friends and our family and the more we all talk about it the more we normalize it mm. um, and not just talking to other women but talking to men and the men in your life as well because if you can tell them how you're feeling and how it's affecting your life then they can understand you a little bit better as oh, well yeah. we've had that talk
0: recently like he's been used to all my life having this endometriosis mm-hmm. and like getting that on, on a level. And it's been great for a little while. Now the perimenopause has hit and I'm like, you're going to have to bear with me a little bit. So because I'm all mm-hmm. over the place right now, moods up here, moods down there comes home. I'm crying in a corner. It's like, what's up with you now? And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Life shit. You know? <laughs> um, but like, just bear with me because I am getting this sorted and I'm putting the work in now and doing the research and obviously, um, I have booked onto your menopause course, but we yes. uh, we had to postpone, didn't we, um, for some reason or other. Um, so I will, yeah, I will so be, I will, finish. I will be coming to you and doing that course because I think that could really help as well. But like, yeah, just like I'm doing the research myself and getting myself into a position where I'm feeling better about me. But brought him into this, so like knowing that why I'm like this and that I'm not just going through a crazy stage in life again. Um I'm just um starting with a perimenopause and then I just need to like he just needs to bear with me for a little while and not like yeah. not go crazy at me if I'm like having a, an off day, if I'm snapping at him like just walk away from me, just leave me alone because that's the best thing you can do right now. <laughs> exactly. Don't put, don't put the bear. Don't put the No, bear. absolutely. So anyway, just moving on a little bit swiftly um, as you know, I work with women with endometriosis and this podcast is generally about endometriosis, but I do like to throw in other women's issues as well so that we get a broader kind of um, scope of things to, to talk about. And I think menopause mm-hmm. is the next stage as well after a woman with endometriosis. It's the next thing that gets thrown at us. So I think it's very, very important to cover. But when I work with women with endo, I have a way of working with them that works very cyclically. So I mm-hmm. um, I work very much with run up to the period. We do something very gentle, like I suggest that they do yoga, Pilates, anything that slows the body down. If it's doing any weights, it's low impact, you know, lower um, weights, lower impact exercise. And then after the period's finished, that's when we can up things. And if they do like weight training, we we up the weights. If the runners, they go for personal best, that kind of thing. So what are your thoughts around that? Do you do you agree
1: with them, that kind of method? Oh, 100%. And it's, I mean, hands up. It, it is not a process that came to me easily. I am very determined and very, um, possibly very in touch with my more masculine and competitive side. And I have just thought, oh, well, I'll just run when I want to run. I'll lift weights when I want to lift weights. I'll do the flow yoga when I want to do the flow yoga. And I think actually doing the menopause course made me realise that it's so important to work with our cycles, um, and particularly as we get older and our cycles might be a bit up and down. They might not be the same every month, mm-hmm. but really reflect what we're doing with our bodies and even with our brains at certain points in our cycle. So I now I now track my cycle, you know, every single day. Um, I reflect my exercise, you know, obviously I've worked with you and when I run and what yoga I do is very reflective of where I Mm -hmm. am in the months. Um, and when I work with women one-to-one, we always discuss, you know, where are you in your cycle? And if they're not actually having uh, physical cycles anymore, we will continue to be cyclic through our entire lives. You might not get the period at the end of it. But you will always have, you know, your ebbs and flows of energy. Um, and from a from a yoga sort of point of view, from that energetic point of view, um, that that will always be there. That is what makes you sort of your divine feminine. And um, so, working with that is just really powerful. Um, and when we do the yoga, will you know, we'll do the the heavy, the hard yoga, the strength building when they're at the most energetic, and then obviously as we ebb into. Uh, sort of a, a nice softer version um later on through their cycle Obviously. and it's it's amazing and, and the women I'm working with are just yeah they're blown away with it as well and I think it can be difficult transition if you've always yeah you know gone for it oh, totally I, I'm completely <laughs> with you I mean i had
0: endometriosis I've been diagnosed with endometriosis probably about four or five years before I started to work in this way um and it's made a hell of a difference to me because I was like still even I remember going um I used to train a like a like a strongman gym. And I remember going in one day to train and the guy that was training me at the time, he said, are you okay? You don't look so well. I said, I I feel like crap. He said, said, but I feel like I need to do something. I started off like doing some squats with a heavy bar on my my back and I just passed out. And the guy said to me, Mm -hmm. we maybe shouldn't be doing this at the time of the month because he knew my history and everything. I was like, yeah, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I just feel like I need to carry on. And if I like take my mind off of it and he's like, no, I don't think you should like right okay I'll not come in next time and um, I used to like tell him like when the time of the month was and we didn't train Um, but then obviously as I furthered my studies and I got to know about how to work with women and you know training around the woman's cycle it kind of made a lot of sense to me that why would you be putting extra strain on your body and stressing yourself out more physically especially with a condition such as endometriosis and um, you know it just made so much sense. And it just like that light bulb moment going off in my head going, okay, yes, this makes a lot of sense now. So now working with it instead of against it is, is completely changed, like how much pain I have, um, how much energy yeah. I have, you know, I use the energy wisely, like you're saying, is that like once I'm like in that part of the cycle where I'm like coming up to the run up to the period, I'm knackered anyway. So doing something more gentle makes a lot of sense. And then once like I've finished, I've got this burst of energy, and then you can really go for it. So it, 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 it's just yeah, like, it's yeah, amazing. it's so like um, obvious. But then it, if it's not pointed out to you, then you don't really recognise it, do you?
1: No, and I think it's just transformative. But we, we live in a society where we're told to just keep yeah. going and going and going and going and going until we burn out. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of us do. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, Helen, have you come across um, women with endometriosis in, in what you do?
1: yeah i do i have um a c- couple of members now actually and um i've got a few women that are on the other side of, of sort of almost towards the end of their menopause and have, have had endometriosis um and also women that have ended up having hysterectomies because the condition has been so um severe and and then that as obviously ricocheted them into early menopause. So I've I've worked with a couple of women who are in their thirties and hadn't expected to be in menopause quite so early, but because they've had the hysterectomy, um, that has been something they've had to face a little bit earlier than they would have liked.
0: So when I work with women with endo with movement, um, I do a lot of pelvic opening and um, hip opening, pelvic floor exercises. Um, Do you do stuff like that with, would you suggest that for women with endometriosis?
1: Yeah, and there's, you know, there's a really big part of the menopause yoga, which is it, which is very much hip opening. There's some of the meditations are very focusing um, on what we call your womb space. So whether you have a womb still or not, um, it's that sort of energy space where your intuition comes from. um, And, you know, where your, your feminine power comes from. Um, and yeah you know a lot of standard yoga is really great because we do work on you know opening the hips and that's where we hold a lot of emotional tension as mm-hmm. well um, so yeah it's, re- it's really great there's there's obviously certain um, considerations you have to make depending on how your condition affects you so I think with any woman dealing with that would we'll just need to talk to the teacher to, to let them know yeah you know where where do they feel it most how severe is the condition what brings it on and just making sure that whatever teacher you work with can give you advice based on on your specifics
0: absolutely I think that's um, really interesting as well I mean when you've got endo pain it's generally in the lower abdomen lower back but women get kind of all sorts of pain in joints in the hips knees legs you know all over the place and i find that sometimes because you're anticipating that pain in like the the abdominal and the lower back from the actual organs then you actually tense up a lot more and i've always said you know if you can just try and relax this area a little bit more then sometimes the pain can diminish a little bit just by relaxing these areas again that's why i try and get openings in the hips um relaxation in the lower back and um kind of like working into that pelvic floor area to try and release a little bit of the tension because again we kind of suck everything up don't we And like tighten up when we're we're under stress um so yeah it's it's something that I've used for a little while with the women I work with as well so it's great that you obviously um do this as well with yoga I mean I'm not yoga trained but it's just something intuitively that I've worked on with uh, myself and other women
1: Yeah, definitely. And a a big part of the menopause yoga and and the type of yoga that I teach generally is being more intuitive. You know, you've got the knowledge inside you of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. But we we shut ourselves off and particularly when we're dealing with chronic pain of any kind, whatever it's caused by, we can shut off from our bodies because we just don't want to be present to what is there. But ironically, if we become more present, we can release some of that pain yeah
0: absolutely so this episode will be going out just before the new year so where do you see your kind of business in this um, format of helping women with, en- with um, endometriosis it's always on the brain you see always uh, endometriosis <laughs> on the brain um so where you where do you feel like you're going to go to with your business with regards to menopause in the kind of new year
1: well, I mean, it's been really it's been a great year in terms of the menopause yoga for me. I've i have run three courses already and one day workshop, which, you know, all got fabulous feedback. Um, I already have um, my next course for the new year scheduled in in January and already half full. Um, and I just think it's great because I know there's lots of need out there. So my aim is to just to get these courses out there regularly. Um, And I've also just announced that I'm going to be doing a monthly menopause yoga circle. So this will just be sort of a a book as and when you want to, if people can't make the courses or can't commit to sort of daytime, this is going to be an evening where we sit in circle, we have some tea, there might be some chocolate involved and we do the sharing, we talk, and we do some yoga that's going to be reflective of the season and, um, you know, the, the weather as well, you know, massively affects us. So early in the year, it will be really nourishing, really gentle, really warming. Um, and, you know, through the months, as the summer comes, we might do something more energetic and, you know, more vibrant. So, so that's going to happen each month. Um, and I think everybody's quite excited about that it was something they kept asking for this year and i've just not had the time to focus on it but now i've launched it yeah it's gonna be well, that's great.
0: fabulous and um, anybody who's in the south manchester area again i'll put the link in the show notes to how you can find helen um and if you want to join any of those then um i uh, i urge you to book on because she does get booked up very quickly so uh, yeah do book onto that because it can make a hell of, dif- hell of a difference. And again, just finding those other women in the same predicament as you, you know, not feeling so alone, can go a long way to helping you in in this stage of life, can't it?
1: Oh, massively. We laugh, we cry, yeah. we we might use a few expletives, um, depending on the conversation. But I think you know, just to see the women walk out at the end of each um, circle, just glowing yeah. because they feel they feel held, they feel seen. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So Helen, we've talked
0: a lot tonight. Um, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to talk to our listeners about? Anything that you, you know, you have learned? Any, anything else you want to add?
1: Um, I think the, the only thing for me is, and, and what I always say when I'm talking about menopause yoga, is it's, you know, it welcomes everybody. If you feel like you can't do it, if you can't sit on a mat... We can do chair stuff. If you feel like you're not flexible, don't worry. You're not on your own. Um, it's not a magic pill. It's not going to make everything better. It is a part of a, a toolkit that we can help build together. Um, but I'm really lucky to be surrounded by such wonderful women um, like yourself and nutritionists and therapists. Um, so there's loads of places I can point people in. Um, and menopause agree is just part of the puzzle to, to you know for somebody's well-being so whether it's with me or somebody else um, just bringing it in and then bringing every other little bit in as well and just you know you build your own toolkit and it's going to be different for everybody that's amazing
0: so Helen thank you so much for coming on the show it's been brilliant speaking to you as always and I just hope that um, the listeners out there have got some great tips from you about how to help yourself with the menopause in a very kind kind gentle nurturing way um, so thank you very much for listening and i look forward to seeing you on another episode of endo matters thank you thanks for listening to endo matters i've been michelle brooks from desired physique if you have a question you'd like me to answer please drop me a message on facebook or instagram or email me at info at if you like what you've heard and have found the information useful, please subscribe to the podcast on the platform you are listening to. Also, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Endo Matters is recorded and produced by Strength in Media.